Good morning, Melomaniacs. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Julia. Good morning. It's not Liz. good morning for everyone, but it's good morning for us. That time continuum again. You know, it's weird. How are you today? I'm fantastic. I got my coffee. I'm on my second cup. Same. Um, I'm wearing a stocking cap in the house, <laughs> which I don't usually do because it's, yeah. it's fucking cold in here because I... I record from what we continue to call Nolan's room, my son, even though he hasn't slept in this room in probably like five years, but it will <laughs> always be Nolan's room. And it's so cold. I don't know how he survived. I'm surprised yeah. he survived living and sleeping down here. It's so cold. Did he have um, like massive amounts of blankets and like a space heater and stuff? There's no just like and, a foreign person. No and no. I provided him none of those things. <laughs> mother of the year <laughs> he never complains that's why it, if this was Lita's room it'd be a different story sorry Lita. <laughs> um okay so I want to take just a moment and make another request to our wonderful listeners you know it's really easy to do you know what takes absolutely zero effort what's that click in five stars it's so easy you don't it's have just, to do I mean yeah you just put you your just finger tap. on the star on the fifth star guys there will be five stars and you just put your finger on the fifth one. It's the easiest thing you'll do today. It is the easiest thing you'll do today. And it's yeah. one of those things that because it's so easy, but yet it's so important, you'll be able to like, at the end of the day, be like, oh God, I accomplished something really great. That was really easy to do. And you can pat yourself on the back. Oh, that's a good point. Right? Yes. Please. When you wake up, you know, like sometimes people have like, okay, today I want to accomplish these things. You don't even have to put it on the list because it's that simple. But at the end of the day, you can reward yourself that you accomplish something. And you know what, Melomaniacs? Don't, don't sit out there acting like as soon as you open your eyes in the morning, you don't reach over and grab your phone because I know you do. Oh, you grab your phone before you even get up to pee. It's okay. I'm not judging you, but I know you do it. So mm-hmm. You know, all you got to do is just be like, eh, let me just go to Apple or Spotify, click on what do they mean by that? And just, you know, click that fifth star. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then you've accomplished something before you even pee. Oh, yeah. That's compelling. How good will that make you feel? Like that'll, that's a drop in the bucket right there. Yep. Do it. We just um, rejuvenated your spirit. Yeah. Melomania. And that's all we want for you is your spirit to be rejuvenated. <laughs> While also um, doing something for us. Mm-hmm. So win-win. Um, I have a today years old. Oh, okay. I cannot wait to hear it. I'm going to have to confess. I don't know if it's a confession or if it's me just gloating because I'm just amazing, but I can never like all through the day. I'm like, okay, let me pay attention to my day. Let me see if I can come up with one. And I was, you know, bringing my daughter to school this morning and I was like driving. I was like, oh, do I have a today years old? I never have them. And it's maybe just because I know everything. Ah, I'm, I'm, I don't, does that, I, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> say, I never thought of that. Maybe that's why I don't have that many. It's, it must be. <laughs> God, it, it's got, I mean, what else could it be? I wow. Know. I mean, I'm a hermit. I don't do anything. I, oh, I do stuff. I just don't go anywhere. So maybe that's it too. Like I don't put myself out there to learn new things unless it's like, I don't know. There's many, I don't know, but there it is. I'll have it today years old at some point. 
Okay, smarty pants. <laughs> so Wait. what's your today's years old? Well, okay. Um, I use a, a computer program called Canva. Shout out to Canva. Shout out to Canva. You make our world come true. Dreams come true. World, what? All of it. You make everything come true. Sponsor <laughs> exactly. us. Sponsor us. Okay. So what Canva <laughs> is, I don't even know the right words. You can make pictures and you can make Facebook posts. There's photos, there's backgrounds, there's templates. You can upload your own pictures. It's like a graphic design thing. And I used to use it for my business uh, when I thought that using Facebook would get me more business. Um, side note, it didn't work. Um, <laughs> uh, but that's because I'm a lawyer and it's kind of hard to make something fun like Facebook with lawyering because that just doesn't work. But I ha am using Canva for what did they mean by that? Love it. And it wanted me to upgrade to like the, the pro level. And I was like, you know what, Canva, I am not doing it. You are teasing me. You are putting up pictures that I'm not allowed to use because I don't have pro. I'm not doing it. I'm not falling for it. I'm not doing it. You did it, didn't you? Sure did. <laughs> I sure did. Um, I sure did. And it opened up a world's... Girl. I was just telling Julia that I had a little bit of a rocky <clears throat> start to my week, just a little work stuff that put me in mm. a mood. And last night I upgraded to Canva Pro and it released more dopamine or is it serotonin, <laughs> whatever those chemicals are in my brain than anything I've done <laughs> for the past six months. Nobody can be unhappy when upgrading to Canva Pro. <laughs> like I'm still riding high. It's so like it unlocks like so much potential when you upgrade to those kinds of things. Do you know what it allows me to do? <gasps> Tell me. I mean, it's the best thing you've ever heard in your life. Oh my God. What does it do? It lets me schedule my posts. Oh my gosh. A calendar pulls up mm -mm. and you can put on the day and the time when you want the Facebook post or the Instagram post to post. You get it. to tell your post when to post on your post. <laughs> exactly. You call the shots. Like you are like the dictator. That's amazing. I love that. That's so cool. I, I, I don't know anything. I, I, I mean, I, I'm done. I'm done with <laughs> ever being unhappy. And when we, when we uh, get off of this uh, recording, I'm going to probably spend the rest of my day on Canva. I love it. Sponsor us. Um, Sponsor us. Also, if you don't follow us on Facebook, I'm really bummed because using Canva is a lot more fun when I know that our mellow maniacs are actually looking at Facebook. So go to <laughs> Facebook and join or like. I don't know the right. It's it's a follow or is it a like on Facebook? Whatever I think it's it is. a like on Facebook. Like Look on up. Facebook. What did they mean by that? <laughs> like it. Follow it. Watch what Canva can do. That's it. That's all right. This is a podcast where we talk about music and we talk about songs and you should have a song. I don't know what that song is, but let's talk about your song. You oh, 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 sorry. Oh, Julia told me that the little things that you can put up on Canva, like the pictures and the photos and the templates <laughs> are called vector files. <laughs> so Julie yes. knew because Julie does know everything. 
Uh, she told me they were called vector files. I had never heard of that before. She's right. That's what they're called. I think <laughs> vector is a really weird word. It feels it very, very like it feels like Star Trekky. Vector file. Like I feel like I need to do the robot dance when I say it. It's so strange. It is a weird word. I had to do some like soul searching when I was creating the logo for my brand because I wanted, I didn't want to trademark. I didn't want anything that was like out obviously, but I can't draw. I can't do any art. So I, you know, I had a good friend of mine do it for me, but she's like, well, there's a bunch of vector files out there. And I was like, nope, I want it brand new. Yeah. I don't want any vectors, but yeah, that's when I discovered what vectors were because the, 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 library is vast out there for like digital imaging it's incredible and you have discovered it it's like pandora's box has opened in front of you yeah again smarty pants i'm over you already okay well you're gonna show your smarts with this one because there's some really beautiful interpretation of this song that i'm really excited for your brain to dive into give it to me okay Folks, are we ready for this lyric today? Today, we are going to be discussing Fake Plastic Trees by Radiohead. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I am dying inside. Why? This is, this is like, I can't, can't. this is like, did you know this is like in my top like favorite songs ever in the history of songs? I did not know that. (gasps) You can ask my children. Just play it all the time. Oh my God. Oh my God. This is the best day of my life. It's even better than Vector Files. Go do it. <laughs> oh my gosh. I can't. Oh my God. This brings me so much joy. Y'all, are you guys ready for this? This is exciting. Oh my God. I have to like move my screen so I can see your face. Okay. This is amazing. Okay. Yay. One of Christine's favorite songs. Oh, I'm so excited. Go it's do a, it. Read it. Oh my gosh. Good song, Shut man. Go. Okay. All right. Fake plexus. Blah, blah, blah. Fake plastic trees by Radiohead. Radiohead. God, I need to like pr- pause and play. Okay. Her green plastic watering can, watering can for her fake Chinese rubber plant in the fake plastic earth that she bought from a rubber man in a town full of rubber plans to get rid of itself. It wears her out. It wears her out. It wears her out. It wears her out. She lives with a broken man a cracked polyesterine man who just crumbles and burns. He used to do surgery for girls in the 80s, but gravity always wins. And it wears him out. It wears him out. It wears him out. It wears. She looks like the real thing. She tastes like the real thing. My fake plastic love but I can't help the feeling I could blow through the ceiling if I just run, turn and run. And it wears me out and it wears me out and it wears me out. And if I could be who you wanted, if I could be who you wanted all the time, all the time. <laughs> Watching you was so fun. Oh my gosh. Give me your, get you, you kick off. Cause it's one of your favorite songs. Tell me everything you love about it. You know about it. You think about it. Give it to me. Oh my gosh. It's so much like, so Radiohead, they have some songs where they try to do like some really kind of piercing sounds. I don't mm-hmm. know what instrument they use, but some Radiohead songs like 
the uh, tone of them is a lot. Yeah. If you have like audio sensory, it's probably not the best band for you. Like too many sounds can. Yes. Yes. Right. This song has none of that. It's this Mm -hmm. beautiful ballad. He, his voice, the part, if I could be who you wanted, Mm -hmm. if I could be the word be is like an octave beyond human. I don't even know what he's, how high he goes. Yes. Um, The melody of this song is so beautiful. This is a song where the melody and the words are equally beautiful. Right. And they, there's not one that you like, or like, you're not, you don't, it's one of those, it's hard to describe, but like, sometimes when you hear a song, all you can hear is the melody. And sometimes when you hear a song or like later on, if you're humming it, you're just humming the lyrics. But with this one, it's like, it's all encompassing. Like one doesn't overshadow the other. They just are like in sync perfectly. In yes, so many ways. absolutely. And you can hear every word that he's saying. Um, we can, we're going to, we're going to dive into the lyrics, but it's like, there is like a visual picture that I think is painted by these lyrics. It's mm-hmm. very, um, when I listen to this song and I, I think about the lyrics, I picture like this couple in this like mid-century mansion. It's like 1960 something. And it's got this sort of like um, weird kind of dark vibe where the furniture is really bright and everything's like orange and 60s and the people hate each other. Yes. And it's very like LA, you know, Mm. like the way things in LA are not real actual objects are not real, like rubber plants and their relationship is also not real. And it's like, you can just see these two people trying to live together. Uh Uh-huh. That's, I always picture this same like room. Wow. In a 1960s, you know, mid-century home. Yes. It's like a David Lynch film, what you just described, like Mulholland Drive. It's if it's if Mulholland Drive meets Reservation Road. Is that what the name of it is? With Revolution Revolution Road, Revolutionary Road, right? Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. It's like if those two movies like married each other. Yes, because you have like that dark, that you know, oxymoron, and like the oddness of real, like realness, but then it's not. Oh gosh, so many, so many layers. I can picture that. That is very accurate. I I'm here for that. What you just described. That was amazing. So when I, when mm-hmm. I am playing like, Hey, let's play some music and Radiohead comes up on my playlist. This is the absolute first song I will play. If I want to listen to Radiohead, I always start with mm-hmm. this. Yes, absolutely. I think because this song I, there's just so many layers to it. This song and high and dry are both on this album. They kind of speak to me in both ways. Like I, I feel like these are both like, I can essentially do these songs, both of these songs in one episode. Cause they're kind of anyway, but it's mostly fake plastic trees, but yeah, I'm the same way. If I want to listen to a Radiohead song, it's this one or creep, but I have an Annie DeFranco moment. I don't particularly, I'm not a huge, huge radio fan. I love Tom York. I think he is brilliant. He's the singer songwriter. Mm-hmm. I really only love like their first two albums, um, Pablo Honey and then the Benz. But I re- appreciate, I respect them. I think they're absolutely brilliant. But I have a similar thing about like audio. There's a lot going on, but that's what makes them so incredible. But this album that Fake Plastic Trees is on, the Benz, is it's a 
it's an incredible album. Like it's one of those that you're just like, okay, track by track. It's always in the, you know, Rolling Stones, you know, 500 albums of all time, you know, those kinds of lists, like the list goes on and on. If you were to look it up, like there's so many, like the reception for this album is like, people love it. So when, when did you like, when, do you have any memories of when you first heard it? Like what you thought when you first heard it, what were you thinking? Who did you refer to? I don't know what year the song came out. You're going to tell me, but it came out in 95, May of 1995. I was just going to say my memory of the song is having the CD in my minivan (laughs) with two kids in car seats. That was the time of my life. My daughter was born in 96. My son was born in 98. So that's my memory. And as, I mean, there were a couple albums that I played on repeat at that time. This is one of them. And the other artist I played all the time was Cake. Yes. And we will do a Cake song. But we will. kids know mm-hmm. all the words to fake plastic trees and they know all the words to Cake. What was that album called? I don't know. I'm, I'm bad at Fortune Cookie? Album. Wasn't it like fortune cookie or something like that? Maybe it has a pig on the front, but there's nothing piggish about it. Right. You know how to do that. I don't know. Um, so yes, I was a young mom and I was exposing mm. my children to music. And this is, oh, it's sweet. really touching my heart. Cause like my kids would say like, what songs remind you of your mom? And this would be one of them. So, oh my God, I love that. I that have- brings me so much peace and happiness. I love that. Gosh, that's so freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, okay. that brings Tell me what you read. Winnie. Tell me what you learned. Okay. So <clears throat> it was written in 1994 um, and it was released on the Benz album in 19, May of 1995. It was produced by John Lecky. Um, so the recording process of this song was incredibly tedious for the band, actually. So they were just coming off their high of their success of Creep from Pablo Honey. It was the, the single that they had from Pablo Honey. And it was wildly successful in the u.s and in the uk random fact it was banned from playing on the radio in uk because it was a too too depressing which is very strange but um yeah that was creep so they were thinking okay we want our next single they just were like it's kind of like the sophomore slump you get really nervous about what you're going to release so they were trying to nail this song and they just they kept having to take a break this is a really and this is a really beautiful fact so they they were recording in, you know, Europe, London, and they went to take a break and they went to go see a Jeff Buckley show. I don't know if anybody knows who Jeff Buckley is, but he was one of the most beautiful singer songwriters of our time. He, he died tragically, actually. He does a beautiful cover of hallelujah. Anyway. So when they returned to the studio, Tom York was so mesmerized by the set um, that he sang the tr- song twice before breaking down into tears. Like it was, he got back and he was like, okay. And they just nailed it. And, um, in an interview with Rolling Stone magazine, he said, this was a song where he found his lyrical voice. He cut the vocal accompanying himself on guitar in one take. Then the band filled in its parts around him. So it was tedious oh. to record it. But then after this, t- this Jeff Buckley set, they were like, he was like, I nailed it. And he really found his voice the meaning of it slash like 
you know, where it came from. There's a couple of different things, but um, it was a product of a joke that what if this is quote unquote, he says it was a product of a joke that wasn't really a joke, a very lonely, drunken evening and well, a breakdown of sorts. It arose from a melody he had, quote unquote, no idea what to do with, which is actually so beautiful. So he had this melody in his head. He's like, I don't know what to do with it. Okay. So, um, uh, Atreyi Banarji wrote for Far Out Magazine in March of 2021. This is a really great quote. On the surface, fake plastic trees talked about a hankering for a real relationship in a world that was becoming increasingly materialistic. The idea was to fake it till one made it or till it drained them out. It showed, it showed one struggle of desperately trying to believe that what existed between two people who were romantically in law involved was real and putting every last bit of their effort into make it real in vain, of course. Like, I just think that's a beautiful interpretation. Wow. Yeah. Um, and York, um, Tom York said the creation of this song um, was not forced at all. It was just recording whatever was going on in my head, really. I wrote those words and laughed. I thought they were really funny, especially that bit about polyesterine. What followed was a torturous recording process. So he was like, so. So I'm sorry, can you say that again? He thought uh-huh. these were funny lyrics. Yeah, that's what's even funny. I couldn't really dive into more of like, but every time I found like every article or every interpretation, every review of the album, everything all, they always said was that it started out as like a joke, a very, like, I guess he was, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't, I think like the joke was, you know, he, she, like the polyesterine man. Um, hold on, let me pull it up. Like how, yeah, I don't know where the, where the humor comes from either. Um, I think it's like the irony of, you know, rubber plants and like plastic earth. He was trying to be funny with like these interpretations and a cracked polyesterine man, like a broken man is like, similar to polyesterine man or something. I can't say that word clearly. Um, There might be a little humor in, he used to do surgery for girls in the eighties, but gravity always wins. So that he's doing boob jobs in the eighties, but you know, gravity, it it doesn't matter what kind of surgery you do. Your breasts are going to sag. And that's exactly that, that. if the, if those three lines were sung in a different song, like a faster upbeat song, I might think that was funny. Right. Yeah. No, that actually, that's exactly right. Then that's, I kind of think what he was saying is like, that's just like, it was like a, you know, just, it was a joke, but then it wasn't a joke. Cause I was like having a breakdown, but then. But nothing else about it seems even slightly funny. I mean, it wears her out, which he has to say four times. It wears mm-hmm. him out, which he says three times. It wears me out. And then if I could be who you wanted, if I could right. be who you wanted all the time, like mm-hmm. the only thing I'm seeing here that could be slightly humorous is the gravity winning for the mm-hmm. girls that got boob surgery. Right. Yeah, I know. What it's it's the humor y'all have here. I know, right? <laughs> So there's like, actually, there's a lot of, um, interpretations, uh, like a lot of like fan interpretations and like a lot of, you know, there's a lot of like quotes. A lot of people have so much to say about this song too, that that there's kind of little snack bites that we can kind of like snack on and be like, Hmm, 
let's figure that out. Um, let's see. So in 2015, Kenneth Partridge for Billboard magazine wrote, quote, Modern life is rubbish, and here, York and the boys go strolling through a synthetic landscape where the trees are rubber and even the people are silicone. For a second, when the strings swell and the track reaches its warm-blooded emotional peak, York convinces himself that escape is possible. Then he gets tired, and it's back to the unnatural nature walk. Oh, well, okay, dude. Right? Okay, no. Kenneth Partridge. You uh, okay? We can end there. Like, yeah. What else can I say? You what else can there. you say? There's. It's just. I yeah. My I I got nothing. But there's actually a website that like I I stumbled across where people. It's kind of like a Reddit, but they they put in there like interpretations of the songs or like of popular songs. So a lot of people were like plugging in, you know, that it's like um the first song does not define the one or the first part of the song does not define the woman but reveals that her actions are frivolous and trite the narrator's unwillingness to labor her label her her while the the man is labeled broken and cracked seems to suggest a more personal connection to the woman um she lives with a broken man suggests that the woman has a relationship with the man whom she does not love she goes through the emotions of life but all in vain for the life that she chooses to live with the man is not real so it's like is this world not real is the the woman not real is the the narrator you know it's like this false reality of like this plastic world and we're all just living in it and we just have to just roll with it kind of thing. Cause like, kind of like he says, you know, he gets tired and then it gets, goes back to the unnatural nature walk. Like this is life. There's going to be people that we're going to come across that are not going to be real. We're not going to understand them. And we're going to be fighting to just like, we just want them to love us for who we are. Like we can't be what you want us to be. Yeah. I mean, I, again, when I picture that scene that I have where these people are in this mid-century home, I don't know where I got it, but <laughs> He's like much older than her and she's like his trophy wife. And at the mm. beginning, he was like really trying to woo her mm -hmm. and, you know, he's fawning over her, taking her out on his yacht and buying her flowers and he gets her to marry him. And she, you know, kind of struggles with some self-esteem and she, she thinks, oh, I finally have everything I want. I have this man. He loves me. I have this beautiful house. But then she's looking around and she's like, our plants are fake. Um, he's fake. He's just a caricature of a wealthy L.A. guy. When you mm -hmm. like really get down to it, our relationship is pretty shallow. I mean, I think it speaks really to a lot of relationships. I think a lot of people can probably identify with this. Like mm -hmm. we live in the same house. We're married, but our relationship is really pretty surfacy and we have parties all the time and everyone thinks that we're perfect, but really yeah, it's yeah. just fake. Yeah. Like, yeah, they, they, they go out to their bougie, you know, party and they, you know, rub elbows with all of these people. And then they come back home and they don't even say one word to each other. And then one goes to crash on the couch to watch, you know, their show. And the other one just goes to bed and there's no like genuine connection um, and so when they're, you know, so it's like this, like facade of, yeah, everything's roses and beautiful and perfect, but really what is perfect? Maybe that's, what's perfect for them. Maybe that's what they, maybe that's what it is. They, they, maybe what's fake 
it, you know, maybe what's fake is like them, you know, what, what is fake? Is it them going out to these frivolous parties or is it them being home? You know what I mean? Like what is, what is plastic to them? It made me think about, and I just had to Google it right now. It made me think of big little lies Yeah, on HBO and Mm. that is whether Reese Witherspoon um, series. And when I Googled Reese Witherspoon, so I could remember what it was called, something else came up that Reese has done and that's called cruel intentions. Oh gosh. And both of those big little lies and cruel intentions are both about these wealthy people who are playing these roles and deep down, everything is completely messed up. The family dynamics are terrible. So I think it's a song about Reese Witherspoon's career. <laughs> That's so, yeah. I mean, you, oh, wait, it was written before these. Written well, she was in that movie with Mark Wahlberg called Fear. I think that was in the 90s. Yes, that was in 1996. I see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't say I remember that one really well. Little Fires that- Everywhere or Little Fires or something that new, that Hulu one. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's in that one too. Yeah, and it's very much the same. These really mm-hmm. wealthy people who mm-hmm. just have like these facades. Yep. So, yeah, I feel like there's probably lots and lots of TV and movies that mirror this kind of theory. Yep. Funny that you said something about a movie. There's oh, a, this is a silly fact. Okay, so the an acoustic version of the song was featured in the movie Clueless, the 1995 movie Clueless. Oh my gosh, more Reese, more Reese. No, that's um, it's Alicia Silverstone. Oh, oh, sorry, my bad, my bad. You're bad. You're today's years old when you. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I'm bad at actors. Always have been. Okay, sorry. No, so- you're good at actors. I think you're good. You just need a little Google. So in the movie. Um, Alicia Silverstone's character, Cher, she criticizes her stepbrother's taste in music because she overhears it and she calls it crybaby music. So uh, in many interviews, he's been asked about it. Again, if he's, you know, Tom York, if he was offended. Oh, gosh, this is why I love him. He said, I mean, I suppose it does piss me off, but I am a moaning crybaby from hell, really. Besides the character in that, in that, the characters in that film aren't the kind of people I'd want to to like Radiohead. They're just average two-dimensional Beverly Hills kids. And the person who is actually listening to us in the film is the only three-dimensional character. So the answer is, fuck you. We're for 3D people. I love that. And it's the irony because the song is about Uh people like her character in Clueless. The song is about her. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, we we wrote a song about people like her and people like her aren't going to like this song because they're two dimensional. Oh, my God. Genius. Mike right? But I love it because this is like this needs to be a meme. So he says like Mike drop. So the answer is, fuck you. We're for 3D people. <laughs> 3D okay, only. Write it. Write it down. I need to write that down so I can use it on Canva. On Canva. OK, it says what? We're three. We're four 3D people. I'm going to copy paste that little line and send it to you in an email. I'm going to put it. Who does he say to fuck off? Well, he's saying because he's because the interviewer asked, are you offended by that that scene in the movie? And I think he's saying like, fuck you to the. Yeah, I'm no, I'm not offended. Fuck you. We're 3D people. 
we should put a trigger warning for cuss words because I've said the F word about seven times. Oh, here's a side note. You might not know this because I do all the work on the podcast. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm Say it again. No, I'm just kidding. F you. Just kidding. All right. No, no. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. Tell me. That was a jab. Damn. You will be today years old when you learn this. When I edit it and I get it all together before I post it, there's a little box you can check that says explicit. Uh Uh-huh. And so I have checked explicit on pretty much all but one of them based on our (laughs) use use of the F word. And you would know that if you knew how to use anchor. Okay. Anyway, so people know that because I did it for, I think the first one, mad world. I think I had to, you're so cruel. Yeah. We're on episode 10 and I think you edited stuff maybe one time. I I don't do the editing. That's so you, I can't edit. I'm so kidding. I am giving you no shade. Like I love it. I, you know what? I'm so obsessed Mm -hmm. with this podcast that I could, I don't give a damn how much time it spent. It takes me because I love it. Like it's because I do the work too. I also have some other things in my realm. Like, you know, anyway, this fact you will like, Okay, you will okay, appreciate sorry. this one. Are you ready for this little silly fact? Give it to me. Tom York was on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, who I know you love. Oh, I don't have the date of when that was. Oh, well, who cares? I have the link to it. And so Colbert's sons are really big Radiohead fans. So he had his sons like write up a bunch of questions to ask Tom York. And one of them was, drum roll, what is your favorite REM song? Shut your dirty mouth. I swear to God, his reply. Do you want to know what his favorite REM song was? Yes. You want to guess? Well, I don't know when this was. It was like, I mean, it was like this year or last year. I mean, it was recently. Oh, so he would have been looking at REM's entire book of work. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to say that he said, everybody hurts. His favorite REM song is South Central Rain. Oh my gosh, that's an oldie. I know that, that is an oldie. Oh my God, I so love he's it. a big REM fan. He oh, contributes a it. lot of his inspiration to REM. Like he's a huge REM fan. He, he actually, they did a cover of, um, it came across my research. They did a, a live cover. I think it was on the Stephen Colbert show. You could probably Google it. But um, yes, he's a huge, huge REM fan, which R.E.M. I think might be one of the most underrated bands. Honey, we'll get there. Honey, do not I'll put, get a, me started. put a pin in it. We're going to put a pin in it. Yeah. In fact, you remember how last episode I said I was surprised that you weren't trying to make this a silver chair podcast. I'm surprised you haven't made this an R.E.M. podcast. Exactly. Yeah, it's taken My everything God. in me to not make this an R.E.M. podcast. Oh, God, I, love I just Googled them. it and Radiohead covered the one I love. The one I love. That's it. Yes. When we get off of here, I'm going to play that and I'm going to put it in show notes. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so oh excited. Gosh, so much serotonin is being released in my brain. Right oh now. my God. There's more. There's a little bit more. Are you ready? There's oh a little gosh, bit more. Go, go, go. I mean, this I'm is another ready. really great one. Go, go, David. Go. Okay. So what is with all of our amazing artists being inducted in the hall of fame? Oh, I don't know. Cause they're amazing. So David Byrne did the induction speech when oh. Radiohead were inducted into the hall of fame in 2019. Did you know that Radiohead got named the band there? The name of the band Radiohead is from a Talking Heads song. Radiohead from a Talking Heads song. Yeah, it's from the album. Future, oh God, what is it from? I had to do it, give it a Google because I didn't. Sense. It's from True Stories. What? 
I guess something else. Okay, from True Stories, go ahead, go ahead. Um, so yeah, and his little speech, it was really cute because he comes out and he was like, you know, they named their band after one of my songs. It's such an honor and da da da. And it's a really cute speech. And you, when you watch it, you kind of like David Byrne is like, oh, he's on a whole other like, oh god, I freaking love him but you got to watch the little speech it's really it's really endearing there's just something about his speech that's really nice anyway i have the link to that too but yeah i didn't know that i didn't know that oh there you go i was today years old when i learned that radiohead was named after a talking head song do you know which song it is putting you on the spot yes it's radiohead by um in the on their album true stories the name of the song is actually called radiohead okay i gotta listen to that too. which i think they i think david byrne he has this really cool american utopia or utopia america he performs this um on broadway have you seen it you've seen i've showed you the I, we've talked about this before david That's byrne's performance yes yes i think he i think he performs a song in that show because i just played it and i was like oh i remember this anyway when you I hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It wasn't one of their singles or it wasn't a really big famous talking head song, but it was, yeah. Um, I can't, I even, wanna... handle, I can't even handle all I know. perfect people that you have talked about here today. Having like a physical reaction to it. I like, know. My body is tingling everywhere. <laughs> it looks like you're about to peel off your face. <laughs> I know I'm rubbing my, I don't know why that's making me feel better. I'm rubbing my face because I feel like my skin's falling off because I'm so excited about all the people we're talking about. It gives oh my me gosh. Feelings. Right. There's a lot. There's a really lot. There's a lot of intense emotions. I think Radiohead, RM and Talking Heads represent a lot. And Stephen Goldberg, like all, all those people that we've talked about things in the whole world and I almost can't handle it right now I know and it was I thought of this song and I was like I didn't realize it was one of your favorite songs that would have added to it I'm like oh she's gonna love this one because there's a lot of references in here that speak volumes to her to you and to me in reference to you like each every time I everything I learned about this song I was like oh my gosh this reminds me of Christine oh my god she's gonna love this fact oh my god it was so you came out like you were like resonating when I was researching this I was like I love my sissy oh my god you know what you know what <laughs> what this episode goes out to the one you love <gasps> yes yes goes out to, to the one I love oh fudge and that's oh, me. Tear. Yes, it is, without a doubt. And it's the 10th episode. Oh my gosh. Happy 10th birthday anniversary episode. Um, I also want to say something that I think she looks like a raisin king. She tastes like a raisin. That's what I thought he said. Until oh my God. Oh, oh, uh, what? 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 Yes, there was lots of um, uh, bathroom on the right. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Two lines in this song are beautiful. She looks like the real thing. She tastes like the real thing. And you thought he was talking about some gosh darn raisins? Yeah. My cool card has a vicious, my cool and smart card has officially been revoked. True. And I think I was today years old when oh I was God. looking these lyrics up and I was like, oh, it's not about. <laughs> Wait, can you just, I mean, just, just so I can like sit with this disgust for another minute. 
what exactly did you think he said she looks like the raisin king she tastes like the raisin i'm breaking up with you we're broken up okay there's also i thought he said make amical breakups normal normalize (laughs) breakups normalize (laughs) jesus how can yeah i know i'm I'm sorry i'm so sorry i i mean i was like okay i have got to tell her this fact it might make her hate me but she needs to know i need to be forthcoming that there was a lot of misinterpretation I can't really understand him. I don't know what he's saying in half of the song. That's I had to really re- interesting because I knew all of these words and I, I don't remember ever looking them up on the, what do you call it? The liner notes? The liner notes, exactly. Um, her green plastic watering can. Like, I didn't know that's what he said. What? Her fake, I thought it was her fake Chinese rubber band and the, the fake plastic girl. In a town full of rubber bands. I literally thought it was all like rubber band. I did not know it was a crack polyesterin man. Yeah. I'm sad to say that I misinterpreted these lyrics for a long time. And I hate raisins. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Christine. Don't hate me. <laughs> I just don't even know. I don't even know what to say. You don't know what to say. <laughs> 